When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today is Thursday, February 4th. I believe we're already in February, man. It seems like this worst year is going by pretty fast here. We got a lot to talk about. We're talking LA Galaxy today. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things going on. We don't know what's going on with the MLS and MLSPA. They extended it uh, 24 hours. We're hoping that the season starts on time and we're hoping everything, you know, even the preseason starts on time here in a couple of weeks. February 22nd is the date. Here to help me talk about it all, we got LA Time Zone. Eduard, Eduard, como estas? How you doing? Bien, bien, Gio, Gio. I always uh, see you and hear you uh, in the uh, LAFC media days. And, and I like when Bob Bradley says, Gio. <laughs> that, that, that's my favorite part in the, uh, in the media day. Yeah, that, that and that's when uh, uh, I think mine too because then I know he's he's on a happy mood, you know. He's, yeah, yeah, I know. Cause, cause, cause you know, he's he's, he's happy when, when and you can um, he just says, "Are you?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but, but know, that, thank you, that, thank you for inviting me, Leo. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to have you. Um, you know, going have you on here because I know you've been you've been covering. Uh, LAFC, I mean, LAFC and LA Galaxy, but especially LA Galaxy for, for like the longest time. I just want to know, like, um, can you tell, tell me a little bit about like how, how it's been covering uh, the LA Galaxy for the last couple of years? Well, I've been uh, living in LA since 2004. I uh, grew up in Ventura County, basically. Oh, I, I was born in Mexico and, I, and when my, the first city that I live in was uh, Oxnard. Uh, so, uh, but I moved here in 2004 and I've been covering MLS. I, I used to write for the website in Spanish for Chivas USA. Uh, I used to be the beat writer at MLS, uh, what is now MLS soccer. And um, then I, uh, I uh, at OI, the, the publication that used to be uh, also, uh, that, that used to belong to LA Times. Uh, I used to cover a lot of MLS there. I uh, I was here when uh, Carlos Pescadito uh, Ruiz was, uh, you know, uh, doing a lot of, um, he was having a lot of success with the Galaxy. I've been covering Chivas USA. I, I covered Chivas USA since it started in 2004. And now LAFC. It's, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm beginning to feel a lot old when I see young people like you, Gio, <laughs> and but but um but it's it's just great to to be able to watch all like all the players that have been here in Los Angeles great players and also being a part of history watching a lot of championships from the galaxy also so um I've, I've been fortunate to be a to be able to cover MLS in in the last what 16 years here in LA yeah, so you you've seen you've been pretty much just seen right. You've grown essentially with, with the LA Galaxy. You know, you've been there with the times with David Beckham and all those things, right? You still you've seen so so many things happen within the club, the ups and most recently the the downs, right? Um, what what's your take on it from from when you first started covering the club and the league, and now where we're at right now, and how the league has exploded, and you know we're starting to get all these big name players come in here, you know, teams are starting to pop up, obviously, but it's starting to become just, just in America and, you know, soccer is starting to become more of a, of a brand throughout the country. You know what, in 2004, Gio, when uh, we wanted to interview a soccer player, like even Landon Donovan, even uh, he was a big time in 2004, but we would just go there to practice and we wouldn't even see some, some, uh, you know, in some practices, a PR uh, person, so we, we will just go there and approach the player, and 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 that just I think it's just uh, proves that 
just before it was a, a whole different league. It, you know, we didn't have that much uh, restrictions in the media. And it was more, uh, I, I like it more because I, I could like uh, relate and, and talk to players uh, a lot easier. But now, uh, ever, ever since David Beckham came, uh, the league changed a lot. And, and uh, right now it's more, I think more like corporate. It, ever since uh, David Beckham, like the whole, the whole league, the whole structure changed. Um, but um, I see a more mature league. I see a, a, a better league uh, with more teams, more, uh, I think it's a lot more professional now. Um, and, and just the, the stadiums are incredible. You, you see the LA, LAFC stadium. I never imagined in my life that I was going to be able to see a second team in LA so successful. And, uh, and that just proves, I think, that the not only the league has matured, but I think the the fans, the soccer fans in the U.S. have also matured. And now you, you don't see it when you go to watch LAFC or, and the Galaxy, you don't see that many kids, you know, uh, from AYSO attending those matches. You see, you know, uh, you know, you, you see more adults uh, in those games. And I think it's a big sign that the league has been maturing and uh and it's only gonna get better yeah and that 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 has to be just exciting just you know just to see how the league and you know how how like teams like the LA Galaxy have grown and you know teams like LFC you know just came in within the last couple years uh let me ask you what's been your favorite uh memory with the LA Galaxy covering the LA Galaxy well with the LA Galaxy I think just seeing the, the beginning of the the galaxy when I would go like uh, to Corona and and uh, Landon Donovan is there in a in a soccer clinic which was like very uh, you know you, you don't see those things these days uh, but he's uh, and just uh, being able to like, like I said before to be able to approach the player and and talk to to them like for half an hour and 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 be like a, a friend to them. Um, but uh, I've seen the Galaxy also when David Becker came and all the great players that have passed uh, with the LA Galaxy. And I think that's just seeing the, the history, all those championships that the team won with Donovan, with Beckham, with great players like uh, Robbie Keane. You know, those, those are our top-level players. And also um, seeing, uh, of course, the... the the new team, LAFC, how um, it has become a sensation in the league. I think those are two great moments that, uh, that I'm really grateful for, you know, being, being here in LA and seeing those things. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that that has to be just amazing, just to be able to see, you know, how how the teams have grown, just with the championships and you know those big names that have come. Um, what obviously we know, LA Galaxy this last year had had a difficult year, right? And we also know like you know players like Chicharito also had a, had a difficult year. How how did you see? Obviously, you cover and you write for LA Times in, in Spanish, but how did you see? Um, like Chicharito's year last year, and then how did you cover it? Um, obviously, we know he went through some personal stuff now, but what were your thoughts about him last year and the performance he had? Uh, it's just, uh, it's, uh, for me, it's just uh, incredible. I, I, I can even, um, when I think about Chicharito's last season, I just can't even believe it. Just, just the way that he couldn't, you know, score a lot of goals to begin with, but, but not even that. It, we didn't see like a, like a chemistry going on with the rest of the Galaxy players. Uh, and, it, and this is coming from somebody the, that really loves Chicharito, that really loves uh, like everything that, that, that he has done for the Mexican national team. I follow his career since the very beginning, the, the very beginning. And, uh, but I, 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 you know, I, if you ask me last year in January, what, what do I think the season was going to be? Never in my life I would have thought that Chicharito was only going to score two goals. Um, I think it's still a mystery what happened. I think we're going to know in a few more years what what actually happened in that first year. I know there's personal problems. There's personal issues. I, I don't know what those personal issues were, but I think they're big. And, uh, and eventually we're going to know 
but um, but he also had fitness issues and and, and many other, many other things that are um, outside the, the soccer field. But um, I think we're still gonna know in the future what what happened in that first season with Chicharito. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I think one great thing then for him to for this year is to, is to redeem himself. Right? We all know that we love a great like comeback story, even of a player of his magnitude that, you know, you know, have had, uh, you know, a very difficult year last year, you know, and I think just going on to this year, I think there's from what he's posted on his Instagram, you're right. We know he's posting his workouts, you know, he's in shape. He looks a lot. He looks like he's lost a couple pounds, you know? So oh yeah, he really looks, he really looks good and fit and a right. And I think you got to be optimistic uh, if you're if you're a Chicharito fan or if you're an LA Galaxy fan, um, to what the what's the future to come? Because I feel like I think that's the the lowest he probably could have gone last year, like the worst he could have done. I think the only way is up at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's yeah, yeah. I, I, I think just seeing him train at Griffith Park, you see, you know, almost every day he's posting uh, things on social media. I saw that, that you were there too. <laughs> well, I I live very close. I live in uh in Hollywood, so it's very close for me. And I, but I, 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 ne- I haven't seen him. I, I, I always that I see somebody <laughs> like an athlete. You got to text him next I, time I, you go. Yeah, yeah. I think it's uh, Chicharito. But no, I, I'm, I'm really happy to see him that he's taking it more seriously. Something that he should have done in the first season. But um, it seems like he's he's a lot more fit. His mentality, it's uh, I think it's there. Um, I don't really, I'm not a fan of him seeing, you know, doing his, his like games, like, like gaming and all that stuff. I'm not really fan of those things. And I think, I think he can cut back on those things since the second season. But, um, uh, but I, overall, I think he's going to take it more serious, seriously, but we can talk about, you know, uh, uh, we can talk uh, about him for a long time, but at the end of the day, Galaxy fans want goals. And that's yep. the only way that that uh, that we're gonna see if he he actually has success or not. It is the wonderful thing about strikers that you have, you know, in the amount of goals you're gonna see how successful he is. Yeah, and I think I think that's one way to redeem himself, right? To be able to come in and score those goals and actually get those wins uh, for LA Galaxy this upcoming season. Whenever we expect the season to start. April 3rd, 4th, that's what the league came out with, um, you know, and, and spring and, you know, and uh, preseason uh, start February 22nd, with, which is just 18 days away. And we also know that there's uh, the MLS and the MLSPA. They're, they're currently negotiating. And I think today they, they just announced that MLS came out with a statement that they pushed the deadline a couple like 24 hours more. Um, and I, and I think this is a great way to, you know, segue into that is um, what, what do you think about all this the MLS you know, threatened to lock out the players. Essentially, it comes down to money. It comes down to, you know, uh, extending the CBA to 2027. And that would be after the 2026 World Cup. You know, the the MLS would be able to get all that money for themselves, not necessarily split up the players. You know, there, there's a lot of things that, that that's being negotiated, but I think that's the gist of it. What, what do you make of all that? I think it's just uh, we're living, of course, in very difficult times. Uh, it's very very hard to even know what's going to happen in three months in our personal lives we don't we don't even know how um you know if we're going to have uh, at the end of the year if we're going to have fans at the stadium I, I hope we do um but um but i think you know just just not knowing what's the what the the like what's going to happen in three months i think it it has to do uh, it, it you know, it has to do with all those negotiations because if you don't have fans at the stadiums, of course you're not going to have that amount of money, uh, that amount of uh, ticket sales, and and uh, that clearly affects what a player earns. You know, uh, is that the same as uh, playing with uh, twenty-two thousand people uh, that are paying I don't know fifty to a hundred dollars uh, a ticket than not getting the money? So. I think it's really hard, and I and so that's why I think the the CBA is gonna be more like short term. That's that's what what I think, my personal opinion. But just seeing in the other leagues, I, I get to cover other leagues like baseball and and NBA, and they all have the same problems. 
they don't, you know, they, they don't want to commit to 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 huge salaries, and they 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 want to make things in the short term because they don't know exactly what's going to happen. What they they don't know exactly what um what uh, what is going to happen with, with with the pandemic. Yeah, and I think that makes it makes it difficult. You made a you made a great point. I mean, MLS is you know I think the only league in the in the U.S. the only pro league. That makes about 90% of their revenue from ticket game sales, everything that happens within, you know, they don't have a big uh, TV rights contract, like, you know, like the NFL, the NBA. I think their TV contract there with uh, with the ESPN and Fox Sports and Tune, I think it's only like $90 million combined. And that's not a lot, right? So you, so I do see it from the MLS side and also do see it from the player side. So hopefully we, we find out tomorrow what the details are, what happens, and if we're able, you know, to start the season on time or, or they push the deadline a little bit back because we I think they still got to like February 22nd because that's initially when players are supposed to report, you know, come in. But I think if, if they don't have a deal tomorrow, then as of then, then I don't think the players can practice and they can go to the training facility. I think yeah. that's what that's what might happen. Um, but nevertheless, um, I want to, I want to talk about another player. We had David Bingham today. Uh, I think today or yesterday, so I'm getting my days confused, but he posted that um, he, what he posted his goodbye to, to, to the LA galaxy and the fans. I just want to read a quote here. He says, LA, the time has come to move on to another challenge. We had our ups and downs through the through the last three years. We didn't reach our goals, and I can't help to feel like I'm leaving behind some unfinished business. Thank you to everyone who made LA feel like home from day one. End quote. Well, what are your thoughts about David Begum and obviously the team not picking up his option to come back this season, and you know his career with the LA Galaxy? I, I think uh, David Begum for me was was one of my favorites in the Galaxy. I I, I... I like them. I, I I think he um he uh you know he uh he had a really good games where he saved the galaxy from even like embarrassing defeats. But I know a lot of people don't like him also. So uh just just by seeing that message, I think what um what I can uh, what I get from that message is when he says that uh he lives with unfinished business. I think that's the that's the the, the key word there, unfinished business. Because a lot of a lot of people had a lot of hopes in the galaxy, uh, and 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 honestly, like the 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 last the last few seasons, it, it, they have been you know horrible, especially in the defense. Uh, the defense was uh, was I think the key factor for for the galaxy not having success in those seasons, uh, and it's just a shame that uh, David Bingham couldn't you know at least uh, made a. Uh, MLS Cup final or or, or advance farther in the playoffs, um, but I think it's uh, he's a symbolic player in the galaxy. But uh, the 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 LA Galaxy really has a a big job. Uh, Greg Vanny really needs to um, get together, uh, put together a really nice defense. And I think every defense starts with a, a good goalkeeper, uh, somebody that everybody can trust. Yeah, and then obviously we we saw the signing of Jonathan Bond. He's coming from West Brom. Obviously, we know they they have Jonathan Klinsman. So it looks like those two are going to battle it out for the for the goalkeeper position, right? And we're going to see who is going to be the number one, right? And I think you right now you have an open spot. You have you know someone that's coming from England coming out here. You obviously have Jonathan uh, Jonathan Bond. I mean, excuse me, Jonathan Klinsman. Two Jonathan's going to get confused with the names there. Um, I think it makes it very interesting, right, for Greg Vanny. I think you you want that competition between those goalkeepers as well, right? Because you 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 know we saw, uh, well, like you said, the defense. You know, the defense at times was 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 very vulnerable. And, you know, it lacked, and a lot of people say, you know, it wasn't you know last year. Too, it wasn't David Bingham's fault, it, or you know, it wasn't the defense fault. And I think maybe this year we may find out what the what the new head coach and everything, obviously. Guillermo was let go last season. So there's a lot of things. I mean, 2020 was not a good year for the LA Galaxy or for, for anybody to say the least. But, you know, they really struggled. And I think, you know, now that you see Greg Benny coming into the mix, you're, you're going to start to see a lot more different pizzas. A lot of people don't feel like there's been a lot more different, uh, too many uh, roster changes as of yet. But what what are your overall takes uh, takes of uh, Greg Vanny? Obviously, he was he was with with the LA Galaxy before. As a I like the move. Um, I actually worked with Greg Vanny. Uh, I used to do PR for Chivas USA 
and I was there when he uh, was the assistant coach of uh, Robin Frazier. So I, um, I got to see he's uh, really professional. I like the move uh, the, uh, of the Galaxy bringing him here because I think what the Galaxy has needed in the last years is more, more identity. And, and if there's a team that has identity, I think it's the LA Galaxy because they have championships, they have history, you know, and, and, and Greg Bunny is one of those, those uh, players, uh, former players that, that had a lot of history with the Galaxy. Uh, and also he's been a successful coach with Toronto. He has experience. Um, he knows the city. He knows what, what the players live when they're off the field. And I think, uh, and just seeing his, the, the coaching staff that he announced this week, I, I, uh, I also work with Nick Tesla, uh, a German assistant coach. He's also very professional. And, um, and uh, just, just, I think his, his group is, is really serious and they know they're, they're more the quiet kind. And I think they're going to be working a lot. And I think this, uh, this coaching this coach is gonna do a lot better for for the galaxy and and like you said the the defense and we're gonna see what what was wrong with the galaxy uh, last year and I think it's gonna start with the defense I think the defense is gonna get a lot better starting with the goalkeeper and uh, and we're gonna definitely gonna see an improvement. Yeah, you know, talking talking about the coaching staff, they also announced Dan Kalkman, uh, Kalichman. Sorry, I apologize uh-huh. if it. Uh, Butcher his last name, terrible names. Nick Tesloff as well. He's a LA Galaxy assistant coach, uh, along with Dan. Jason Bent, he's also assistant coach. And then Kevin Hartman, who also played, uh, you know, former goalkeeper for the LA Galaxy. He's going to be the goalkeeper coach. So I think what I like about these moves is you you have um you have former players, you have former, you know, that that were that understand the crest and know what, what the G's are about, right? I think that's what had been missing from the LA Galaxy these last few years. You didn't really have someone that was there that, you know, or tell like, at least tell the players like, hey, that jersey that you're wearing, you know, you know, that that crest on your chest, like, you know, you, you have to give you it all. I'm not saying that the players weren't, but I feel like there was a, a, a connection a connection that wasn't there between the players maybe the coaches and stuff. And then as soon as Greg Vanny comes in, you know, he has an automatic connection with the team. You know, you see the assistant coaches, you know, they talk about when they used to play there in the early 2000s, 90s, you know, and how it's an honor. And, you know, they talk about all that. Just just the vocabulary that that they yeah, use yeah. is so much more different than, you know, the the recent coaches. And you kind of just see that. And that's, I think that's a way how fans could connect with the coaching staff, you know, and then they pass on that to the players. And I think that's what had been missing for the LA Galaxy these last few years. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that uh, I really love hearing when uh, Greg Bunny was introduced, when, when he was remembering the, the times when he, used, he was training at a parking lot in, in, uh, at the Ross Bowl, you know, that those were hard times, not only for the players, but for the leagues, for the... Uh, for the teams, everybody, you know, they didn't take for granted things. And I think the Kalishman, uh, Brandy, uh, Harman, they know, they know about those things. Know the players right now, uh, they live, uh, men, you know, some of them live in Beverly Hills. You know, they, they, they live uh, in, in the nice places when the players before, they, they, they didn't have that life. So I think a, a lot of the what the players have today you know, is that they take for granted things. And I think that's what has happened with the Galaxy. I think they need to go back to, you know, being humble and 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 knowing that they haven't performed that well in the last seasons and that they, and that they have a huge following that, that you know, that they're, they know what it means to win a championship and that they're disappointed right now. Yeah, and I think, I think you just said it right, just the, the humble part, right? It's just, you know... If you don't have a connection uh, of the, you know, the early days, like how you mentioned, you know, of going to the park and practicing, I think just having that connection with your head coach who lived through that and now comes, you know, he's coaching you guys and knows how important it is. And I think just like the vocabulary, right? It changes everything and changes the, the perspective of, you know, because we know uh, around the world, you know, players that come from Europe, that come from South America, whatever, they 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 know the LA Galaxy are a big club, right? But if yeah. I think in your day-to-day, if it's not treated like that, if you don't play like that, 
then I think the players don't really represent that on the field. And I think that's what we've seen the last few years, unfortunately. And I think that 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 will change with Greg Vanny at the helm and, you know, all the pieces that he's bringing here. I think we're going to definitely see a different LA Galaxy in 2021. You know, and, and it was one of my favorite things about Zlatan Ibrahimovic is that uh, I bet that he will, like, treat the players here in MLS, you know, that, like, they, they, they still need, haven't uh, earned a lot of stuff in their careers, you know, that they have to improve, that, that it, it, it's not enough just by playing with, in the LA Galaxy, that, that you can play in Europe, that, that you can do many things. And I think that's the, the, like the, the thing that I, my favorite thing about Slatan that, you know, just the, the, the way he, he, he will behave, like he, you know, like, if, like he comes from another world, you know, that, 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 that you shouldn't be satisfied or happy to be playing this thing, that you can do a lot, a lot better. And it's just, a, a, I think, a question of mentality. Yeah, and I, I think uh, when, when Slotson was with the LA Galaxy, it was amazing. I mean, he, I think, I don't know if you ever had, like, a great experience. Where I, I always did. Every every time Slotson, you know, talked with the media, it was it was a great time. He he enjoyed talking to the media. He's one of the few players in the MLS. I know you cover NFL, NBA. But the MLS is a lot different than, you know, a lot of the pro leagues, you know, as us covering as media. Um you know, because I've also covered MLB and all these different leagues, mm-hmm, but I think mm-hmm. the MLS, they don't, I don't know if they don't let the players talk or the players don't want to talk, but I think that's some of the things that are, that are missing, except with Slotan. I think Slotan was a real superstar. He understood that, you know, talking to the media is not necessarily just going to, is good, but it's going to grow his brand. And I don't think he, he cared, right? Whatever anybody said about the, the media, right? And he was, he was great. And I think that's the only oh, thing that MLS misses having those type of players, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think it's a problem in MLS. I think it's a problem with the Galaxy and and and, and also with LAC a little bit because uh, you know if you have if you're you're the symbol in your team if if the key player in your team is Slatan, uh, uh, you know, and he's speaking even you know when when the team loses, you know that's that's leadership. But when when you know I, I have a problem when Chicharito, you know they. When he just talks to the media twice a year, you know, you know, if he's the leader, if he's earning seven million dollars, he should talk to the media no matter what, you know, if they lose or or win. The same thing with Carlos Vela. We don't criticize that much Carlos Vela because he's scoring goals, he's the MVP of the league. But it's the same thing with him, you know. If he's the leader in 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 a team, they have to talk to the media. I I cover the I cover Dodgers, I cover Lakers. You know, Le- LeBron talks to the media. How many, uh, how many times do you think every day in, in a year? Oh man, probably three hundred sixty-five. You know, every you know, day. and he's LeBron James. Yeah, know? he can go any you know in, in in any city in the world, and they'll recognize him. And uh, Kershaw, he also talks to to the media a lot more than 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 Chicharito or Carlos Vela. And and I think and we had this the same problem with Gio dos Santos, who I really love, but um, but I think just he he wasn't a leader, and I think that's another problem that the galaxy needs to 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 fix. He needs leaders that are also an example of the field. You know, one one of the the greatest players I think that has played in the league is Robbie King, and I really love just the way that he will. Just stand there, you know. He's the, he doesn't even take a shower. He just stands there and and just waits for the questions, even if the team loses four zero or they win four zero. And I think that's uh, I I I think just by those little things, you can tell about a lot about a player and also what he's gonna be doing on the field. Yeah, and I'm with you on that. I think both teams, you know, both LAFC and LA Galaxy have experienced with them. Um, you know. You know, I've had the privilege of covering NBA teams, you know, not as long as you in the MLB. And you said it right. When they lose or when they win, at least in American sports, that's what we're used to, that you need to talk to the media. And if when you don't talk to the media, it looks like you're running away from something, right? It looks like you're you're afraid. It comes across that. Not saying that they are, but that's how it comes across to us that have covered other leagues, you know, the NBA, the biggest one, I think, in in this country, you know, in the NFL, like all the big name players talk to the media and address the media when they're losing. 
um, when they're winning and, you know, when they're going through those bumpy roads, that, that's when people want to hear from you. And I think when those players don't address the media, it, it really, I think, leaves leaves kind of like a weird taste in your mouth because you're like, why why are they not talking? Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. And especially when they're like the only, you know, when there's only two or three big stars in, in a team, they, they should be able to talk. And 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 that's what I, I get disappointed because um, I think they should be more leaders and you know in that in that aspect yeah i'm I'm with you on there i'm with you on that i think it does it does come across that way that they they may not be you know not saying they're not leaders within their team but it just doesn't publicly you know it just does does doesn't pass the eye test from what we're used to and what we're accustomed right i think that that's one of my criticisms too about the the league and you know both about both teams you know i think you know they should do something about having them talk because i i don't I don't ever feel like any of us are asking any disrespectful questions or anything like that. You know, some tough questions, but I think it comes with the territory. Right. And it just, that's what it is. You know, that's how it is. And that's what we're all accustomed. And I think also when you're not letting your star players talk and they're not on TV, I think that marketing wise, you're not, you know, it doesn't help the league grow, especially when you're in the biggest market like LA. And if you're spending that much money, seven, seven million dollars, you know, and, 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 also, they're not fifteen-year-olds, you know. They're 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 grown men, you know. They 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 know better, and and they should know what you know what what what's the best thing that they they they, they should say in when when the team loses. But I, I I just find it hard to believe it, and I think it's a little frustrating. But I think it also is a reflection of what happens also inside the field when when they need you know people with with character, you know, to with with um with um. Uh, with guts that they can, you know, get that, those results. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I'm with you. I, hope, I really do hope that changes because, uh, you know, I've talked on, on here before with you know a couple of the guests, and I think that's just one of the biggest criticisms that we that we have of the teams and of the league because it just, you know, it's just unfortunate that it happens. And you know, I think it's a way. It's a way. I know some players don't talk like talking to the media, but and some players do. But I think that's just really one way of making your star player not look like a star, right? And it, and it it makes it tricky, right? And people want to. And, and in, in in addition, and and also, you know, if you're a YouTuber, you want you know the the, the big stars to, to talk. You know, you you can interview ten people, ten players, and and they don't move the needle. But it's the same thing happens with me in in the newspaper or 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 in a website. You know, you want the you know you you want the star player to talk. Otherwise, it doesn't help me or the team. Yeah. I'm, or even the players. Yeah, no, it, may, it makes it tricky. Uh, I know we can we can definitely hone in yeah. on that. But um, l- let's talk about John- Jonathan Dos Santos. Uh, obviously, you know he pl- he's played with the Mexican national team, and he looks he always looks great when he plays with the national with the Mexican national teams. But I think at times when he's played with the LA Galaxy, it's kind of he hasn't had as much success. You know, there's been a lot of injuries, and I know uh, he just recently did an interview with your your counterpart Jaed. And he talked about, you know, um, he thought about potentially retiring after last season because of his injuries. Uh, what do you think of Jonathan Dos Santos' play with the LA Galaxy? And what do you think about his recent comments? I, I think just his, um, I think Jonathan Dos Santos is, has been the best signing in the Galaxy over, you know, the, 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 the last recent uh, signings, even more than Gio. Uh, I, you know, in the national team, Gio Dos Santos was my favorite of like like in in the entire history. But ever since he came in the uh, in MLS, I, I got disa- really disappointed. Uh, just like uh, Jonathan and Gio, you know, their main uh, I think disadvantages are injuries, like you said, uh, and I think that has affected also Jonathan a lot in his career with the Galaxy. He could have done a lot more. And uh, and hopefully he gets um, he gets um, better and healthier this year. Uh, but just history tells you that he's gonna you know he's gonna suffer with with injuries. Uh, but uh, I think his his uh, I, I, I was surprised when I heard that he was about uh, thinking about retiring uh, because of his injuries. But um, but it just you know just reminds you how short. Uh, the career of a soccer player is, um, and especially Jonathan Dos Santos, I think he's very uh, prone to injuries. But um, but I think he's uh, like uh, uh, 
Skeloto said in the last year, Jonathan is a very key player. He's the, one of the main players in the galaxy. When he's not there, uh, like uh, you can tell that he's not there. But um, I, I think he's, he's going to be obviously fundamental, very important in what happens with the galaxy uh, this year. Yeah, he's he's definitely he's definitely gonna be a key piece, right? Especially right there in that midfield. We know how he can control that midfield and really, you know, help out the team when it comes when it comes down to. It. I think like the biggest criticism, you know, it and, may and, not even be uh-huh. a criticism, but it's just it's unfortunate that he has so many injuries. You know, you know, some players are just tend to be more injury prone than others, and you know, I think that get that gets a little tricky. I know some fans may get upset, but at the end of the day, I feel like if you're not able to stay on the field. Then, at, then at a certain point, you may become a liability to the team because someone else could, you know, could come in and you know use that spot. He's a, he's a DP player, right? I think that's yeah, that's exactly. the biggest criticism is because and, they only and, they only got three D players that they can use, and one of them is always injured. Then I think that's and that. and what it sucks is that I I think he's out of all the players that I've seen uh, from Europe come here. I think he's one of the ones that. That, that that you can tell that he enjoys being in, in LA, that, that he's been fun, that he feels like an Angelino. And and even when they play the LAFC, you can tell like he hates the LAFC. And uh, so so I just I think he has identified a lot with with LA and he's happy to be here. He already said that he, he wants to finish his career here. But um I I just hope that uh, he continues to be healthy and 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 that he uh, he's he uh, he's key to uh, to the galaxy to 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 be able to have a good season next year. Yeah, no, I think I think he's definitely be uh, be key for them. Now let's let's talk about Christian Pavone. There's been there's been a lot of speculation. We know as of now, um, you know, I've I've been told that the LA Galaxy are still interested in Christian Pavone. There's been a lot of things that happened would been happening. Uh, there was a most recent offer. I think the LA Galaxy had sent a six million dollar offer. But uh, Boca Juniors had declined that that most recent offer, and I think you know they're still they're still playing you know hardball with the LA Galaxy. I think the thing that surprised me too was that there was no real interest from European clubs for Christian Pavone in this last transfer window that closed on Monday, and it kind of really narrowed down the window that LA Galaxy. There may be other teams, but I think LA Galaxy is the main is a front running team, and you know they may want Boca Juniors may want more closer to twenty. LA Galaxy, you know, sim, sim, I think they 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 see that what happened with that pandemic, and they see that there's oh they also see there's no real interest from European clubs that, that could have signed a Pavone on a transfer, and that didn't happen. What do you make of this whole uh, Christian Pavone situation? I think uh, I think there's interest from European clubs, but I don't think there's interest to pay many millions for him, like the amount that Boca Junior wants. And I think that's the uh, the good thing that the Galaxy has in their favor that they can offer more than the European clubs, and that might be uh, you know the the only way that he can come back. I don't think he's coming back, but what what surprised me is that um, that he didn't want to play for Boca Juniors. Uh, you know, I, it's hard to think about an, an Argentinian player that goes back to Argentina and they don't want to play for Boca Juniors. They, they you know... It, they want to come back to the LA yeah, Galaxy, right? Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's a, a crazy big, time that we're living yeah, in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's crazy. But um, it, it, Pavon is also a player that, that really seems to be happy here in Los Angeles, like he was enjoying it. But obviously, of uh, a player of his uh, caliber, you know, he, he should be playing in Europe. He shouldn't be playing in, in MLS. And uh, even Slatan said that. Um, but um, but he seemed happy here. He, he seemed like he was enjoying it, and um, and and hopefully, hopefully for for the galaxy, he can come back. But um, but I don't know. Uh, I haven't paid close attention to the latest news on him. But um, but it's just uh, just the the pandemic times, like like you said, it's uh, it's making everything crazy. The lo- the more more logic thing will be to to play in Europe, but. Um, you know that the big clubs are not are not uh no they don't have deep pockets these these days. Yeah, and they they haven't showed the, the entrance. Um, I know there's, you know, I think the LA Galaxy are really in a good position right now to, uh, well they uh, they've been in you know good uh 
position, but I think now that the transfer window closed, you know, it just made it more evident that Boca Juniors didn't really have, you know, that big of offers for him and, you know, for what they're asking for. So it just makes it tricky because right now you're the LA Galaxy. You still got an open DP spot. The season doesn't start till April 3rd, 4th. Um, so I think you still got about a month, month and a half, you know, Oh, two months actually uh, from today two months you know march for april so you still got two months essentially so i think the, the other galaxy still have more than enough time to get christian pavone um we know that boca juniors is, is, a, is a difficult team to negotiate or else they would have they would have had it done by december 20 yeah. 21st or 31st right they're, they're experts in negotiating their players yeah, and extend, extending the extending the negotiations, yeah. you know, extending it so long. I think with Minnesota United, it was like an eight-month thing that went back and forth and back and forth, you know. But uh, I just don't know that, you know, Christian Pavone, someone is willing now to pay more than what the LA Galaxy are offering. Yeah, you know? hopefully we can get him back. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's one of the, you know, he played the World Cup along Messi and, you know that's just a proof of how good he is, and uh, and he's he's the the you know the best player in the galaxy these days. I hope he I hope he comes up. He returns. Yeah. Now let's talk about let's talk about you a little bit. Have you ever like written something in the paper and then say a play? You don't have to say their name or anything like that. A player, a coach, whether it bothered them or like, hey, you might have missed all the details or anything like that. Has that ever happened to you? Um. I'm trying to think. Um, maybe fans, you know, fans will definitely call you and leave you a message. You know, um, these days the, the the beautiful and not beautiful uh, thing about the internet is that they right they they tell you right away about your <laughs> mistakes and you can fix them and 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 you know in in the internet in in uh, in the in websites you can fix it before you know when when we used to have the print days if you make a mistake you get. 200,000 copies of that mistake. So that, 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 that was a lot harder to, to, to hide and fix. And, but these days, you know, they're, they're, they tell you when you make a mistake and when people don't like some of the things that you write. And, but, but you can fix it or you can, you know, explain what happened. Um, but as far as, uh, as far as players, no, no, um, not really. Haven't had those things. Uh, Usually, uh, like the PRs, uh, the PR people will call you, but it's it's just minor, minor things, minor details, not 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 a big deal kind of thing. Yeah, like hey, how how come you're not writing about LA Galaxy or LAFC more? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> those yeah, are the yeah, calls. I, I was like, I, why why didn't you write about us this week? What happened, Edwin? I, I I used to get those calls, and I would say, you know, when was the last time you had, you know, Carlos Vela speak? You know, when was the last time you had a, a, a uh, yes, when, Edward. when was the last time you gave us a, a one? Yes, one? Edward, fight for <laughs> us. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yes, and, that's and exactly I just, what I want to hear. That's exactly you know, what I want to hear. I, I, it's a two way street. Let's just put yeah, it out there. It's a two way yeah. street. I love how, um, I like, I love, I, lo- I like the Zoom calls, the, the media days, but I think we should be able to get a lot more than that. I think we should be able to, um, to get uh, more one-on-ones just for our our, our websites, because you know that in a in a Zoom call, you know what you get what you get that day is what twenty other people get, you know. And we should be able to get um, more exclusive stuff, more uh, more um, proactive pitches, I think, from from the teams. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And sometimes they. They limit it, right? They limit some of the zooms or they limit some of uh, the things, and I, and I get it, but I sometimes I don't get it. It's like he only answered one question, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like the NBA doesn't do this, you know. LeBron James will answer like ten questions. He's cool with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's the biggest. I'm I'm glad you're feeling the same thing I'm feeling because I've been I've been I've been very vocal about it, and I know a couple of yeah, people. and 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 you do hard work because the the questions that you ask are really interesting, and you're uh, um, a lot of the times you're the first one to ask, and 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 uh, you know, and what people you know outside don't understand is that when you you're in those media phone calls or media Zoom uh, uh, media dates, you know, you have to do your homework. You have to. Ask interesting stuff. Otherwise, Bob Riley is gonna scream at you, and he's gonna, you know, uh, you know, tell you 
what he thinks. So you have to do your homework and it's, it's not easy and, and it, it takes time and, and work to prepare for those things. And, and, and I can tell that, that, that you prepare very well when you do those things, but we should be able to, you know, to get, to get more stuff. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Amen. I, I appreciate what you said because I, everybody's been feeling the same way you have, um, you know, and I've been very vocal about that. You know, it's, it's just I think it just helps grow the game. It helps grow just the relationship between the, the media and the teams. And I think, you know, and I hope they see it that way, you know, because, you know, you're, you're saying everything that I've said. And I'm glad a person that's been in the game as long as you have. You know, is able to is able to one, uh, you know, address those things and you know talk about those things. Obviously, on here, you know, a lot of people listen to this podcast. They're LAFC fans. This is an LA Galaxy podcast today, but like we we got both people from 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 both sides of the aisle that listen to this podcast. And you know, you're addressing those things. You know, just validates what everybody else has been saying, um, and, and it makes it it makes it more of a point, right? When everybody's saying everybody's saying the same thing. You know, yeah, I think yeah. There, there needs to be a little bit more account- accountability be- within the teams, you know, and, you know, and I think if we all get behind it, if we all say this, say this, you know, on podcasts and stuff like that, I think eventually, you know, players and stuff like that, they're going to be more open and we should get more exclusives. We should get be able to have more conversations because, you know, I've, you know, I've learned just in my short time here, just three years, three, four years coming to teams. It's hard to get information. And, you know, yeah. not only is it hard, but you you also got to make sure your information is credible because some people are going to be like, oh, that's not true. Or where are you getting this information? And, you know, and obviously you have a big platform where you write for the L.A. Times. So once you put something on the paper, millions and millions of people potentially could read it. Right. Yeah. And you, you understand the magnitude of what you're writing. And, you know, I'm also understanding that sometimes when I tweet something, I don't know what's going to blow up. Sometimes some tweets just blow up. Sometimes don't others. And sometimes I get those calls and, you know, and I'm like, yeah, this is what, this is exactly what it is. You know, there's no other way to put it, you know, like try to like, if you have other information, when they come talk to me, let me know, I can put it out there. But as if you don't, then this is what it is. Right. Yeah, and, and also uh, teams have to understand. And 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 believe me, I, I I used to do PR for MLS. I love MLS, and um, but I, I think that it just comes to to like the things that we were talking before. It talk it, it comes to uh, you know realizing that we live in a city with how many professional teams? You twelve? Yeah, yeah, so many. So, yeah. and. And, and 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 media members, you know, are scarce these days. They don't, you know, we're we're not that many journalists uh, or or media people working in in LA. So they have to understand that that if uh, Chicharito doesn't speak on Monday, probably Persia is going to speak on Monday, and probably uh, uh, Goff is going to speak with the Rams. You know, and and you only have uh, so much space and and so much room for things and hours in the day to 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 work uh so they they should be able to accommodate those things those uh exclusives even even you know they like they uh, it, it, they they don't have to be the big players but they they can be the uh you know um uh exclusives that that that, that you're able to get um exclusive content that nobody like the the other people don't have yeah i'm with you i'm with you edward um, just final thing, if you, if you were an up and comer, you know, Edward, you're like 18 years old, you're trying to get into, you know, the media game. What, what's some advice that you would have to young Edward or young girl that wants to put, you know, eventually work for the LA Times or just wants to become a journalist? What, what's some of the advice you would have? Well, just practice, practice, uh, uh, like, like the cliche says, uh, practice makes perfect. But also if you want to be in the media, um, uh, a lot of people want to be there for the big events and nobody wants to be uh, for the smaller things. And, but I think that's when people appreciate your presence in those small events. Uh, even the, uh, you, you know, when you're starting a website, you know, a lot of young people have their own websites, you know, uh, the first uh, challenge that they have is the access, you know, they don't, they don't allow them in big games. So, so, Probably, you know, the best the best advice is to start attending the small events. Start attending those those events when, like, the big media outlets don't go, and that's when they're gonna appreciate your your uh, your outlet, your website, yeah, your YouTube channel, what whatever. 
and uh, they're also going to appreciate your work and they're going to notice your work because when there's when it's the MLS Cup final, they're not going to notice you that much. But when you are in a in a community event, when you're interviewing uh, um, a not very famous player that might be famous in the future, that's when things are going to get noticed. And and also that even if um, if you don't if you don't see a lot of uh, traffic, let's say in your website or in your in your channel, that there's always somebody watching, and probably that person is gonna take you to another level and where you wanna be. And to always be passionate, to always uh, to always uh, feel passionate about the things that you're doing, and and uh, and there's if uh, I think there's a lot of gaining also in doing the things that you love. Uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I am, man. I, which, uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you being on. Let the people know where they, where they can follow you and where they can reach you at. Uh, in Twitter, it's uh, E, and then my last name, C-A-U-I-C-H. And on Instagram, it's, it's much easier, Mayan underscore Tiger. That's yeah, why I came Mayan up Tiger. with and my... also TikTok. I saw you guys yeah, on TikTok, on, too. Also on, on TikTok. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty new. I'm still like trying to. You got some followers yeah. there. I saw you following. I was like, dang. I'm okay, just, Maya Tiger. I, I was very skeptical of TikTok, but I think I'm getting the hang of it. I haven't and... seen any dance videos yet. <laughs> no, no, no <laughs> dancing videos or, or acting videos. No, no. Not yet. Okay, okay. No worries. But hey, I appreciate you being on, man. Hey, guys, if you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to give this a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can also listen to this podcast on Spotify, wherever you get your music. If you guys want to follow me, you guys can follow me at Gio Garcia LA on Twitter. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at LA Soccer Hub. For Edward, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.